0: I haven't been on here for a while and the holidays are over and I just wanted to get on here and talk about Thanksgiving, Christmas and my birthday. Um, I spent the holidays with some friends. These friends are also um, work underneath my soon-to-be ex-wife and the reason why I say soon-to-be ex-wife is because I just filed the paperwork today. So now all I have to do is wait for her to be served and wait for a court date. So I spent holidays with some with friends, with a couple who work under my, my soon-to-be ex-wife, and she was not pleased about this because she thought, that there was something going on and they're not. Um, number one, because I'm still married and I don't intend to sin and have a relationship even though we're separated. We're still married and as long as we're married, I am not going to pursue a relationship until my divorce is final because that is how God intended it to be and I did not break our vows. Um, She did. Um, She broke our vows by cheating and she broke our our vows by abandoning me when I was at my most vulnerable, when I had my stroke. So um, that is her sins to bear. I do not intend to take on her sins create any of my own I am saved and I'm totally focused on God because he is the one who has taken me through this whole whole ordeal um it's been quite the process um I had a setback and I'm living through it and I'm doing the best I could possibly do regardless of my setback he gives me the strength to turn to him every morning and read the word. And it gives me strength to do my exercises and get better every day. So, of course, when she heard this, I guess she was a little jealous and upset that I spent time with them during the holidays. But, you know, I got the offer and I did not want to spend time alone. So I took them up on the offer and my Thanksgiving and Christmas and my birthday, it was great. I enjoyed it a lot, I had a lot of fun. And I was also given the gift of my baby who I'm petting right now. Her Her name is Amani and she is my cat and she's beautiful and she keeps my company. And this is what um, my friend had given to me for Christmas. So I'm forever grateful to her. So although she was upset, I had a wonderful time. And unfortunately, when I submitted my paperwork, um, the one thing I did incorrect was I had one of the birth dates wrong for one of the kids. So I had to resubmit it and I did that and I got the paperwork back and everything was correct so I was able to pay the fee and send it in and now it's all going to be processed. So I had the opportunity to change my paperwork and just write down irreconcilable differences but what I decided to do was tell my entire story and this angered my ex because it's heartbreaking what we went through. Um, There were some things that happened that um, if found out they could possibly be, be an investigation because she currently works in the prison system as a CEO And when the courts get this information, more than likely she'll be investigated. There's a lot of things that are going on in the household that should not be going on, like underage drinking from an 18 year old and a 15 year old. And my stepdaughter is bearing the brunt of all that pain because she is getting hurt a lot by her brothers who are saying very negative and hurtful things to her. And um, there's nothing I can do. And not once did they reach out to me. Um, Only my stepdaughter made a gift for me for my birthday. Um, She even forgot to reach out to me but she did after the fact. And the only gift I received from her was something that she made and I, I love it. And it just shows that she was thinking about me. The boys did not think about me at all. They did not reach out for Christmas or on my birthday. And I expected that because they don't have any intention on forgiving me. And that's okay because I've forgiven them. So that's all that matters. And they're not taught forgiveness. And the reason why they're so mad at me is because I was a very strict parent and a lot of the things that's going on would never go on in my presence if I were there. And they know this, so they're living the life that they wanna live Of being able to do what they want to do and say what they want to say and drink and smoke weed and just live that kind of life you know as minors well one is an adult but still not old enough to drink and what he does is encourage his brother to drink and his brother is only 15 so what I heard was that he forced his younger brother to drink so much that he threw up. And I was told all of this by my daughter because she broke down and she was just told me things that were going on in the household. I never questioned her because I did not want to put that kind of pressure on her. She just couldn't hold it in anymore. And she told me these things were happening And she also told me that her brothers always tell her that she they wish that she was dead and that she's ugly, and they just say things to ruin ruin her self-esteem, which is a horrible thing, and there's nothing I can do to protect her. And when I was at the home, I always protected her, and this is the reason why we always had fights. So, but I'm not there to protect her anymore. But what I did tell her, because she came here and spent a couple of days with me, I told her if she ever wanted a break, she's always welcome to come to my home and stay as long as she wants. And um, she knows the door is always open to her. And she also told me that my ex is now, started a new relationship with a man. And this man's name is um, Jesse. And, um, which is fine. I really don't care about that because, you know, I expect my ex to start a new relationship. I mean, she's young and she's raising teenagers. So, I mean, of course, she's going to start a relationship, which is fine with me. I just want to make sure that. My daughter, my stepdaughter, is okay. And from what I'm hearing, she's not. So um, when I had the opportunity to change the paperwork and not document everything that happened in the 13 years that we were together, I decided not to change a word because I really need someone to step in and save my stepdaughter And I'm thinking that once I submit it to the courts, then an investigation will be conducted and things will hopefully change. So it was a reality check. And this, that, and that did not please my ex at all. She's very upset. No, I actually approached her and told her. I actually warned her because I didn't want her to get blindsided Again, here I am, being nice when I didn't have to be because no one was nice to me and no one remembered me. But I didn't want to be that person. And if I'm, you know, turning to the Lord, to the Lord, then I can't be. But part of me is still hurt. And part of me, once things... Part of me wants atonement, atonement. And so there's some things I still need to work on with myself and I'll continue to do the work and be better. But I submitted the paperwork and now their lives may be investigated. And I was told that because I submitted the paperwork that they're coming after me financially and they're gonna ask for I to pay back, you know, all the monies that was spent as far as, you know, my health insurance and um, which is, I don't care. It doesn't matter what they order me to do. I don't think it's gonna happen. I'm on disability, so I don't receive much So regardless if they told me to pay that back, where are you gonna get it from? Mm -hmm. Unless I hit the lotto, you're not gonna get that money back. So you can do, she can do whatever she wants to do. But right now she's angry. And when this was all happening, I've always asked to go to counseling, but I was always told no because All of the secrets would come out, and there would you would have to she would have to pay for everything that she has allowed to go on. So that's the reason why she never wanted to do do counseling, and um, and she had actually decided to, you know, continue with her life and cheat on me while we were still married. Yeah, we were separated, but you know she still decided to cheat. And people may feel when you're separated, you know, I don't think that's how God feels. We're still married and we still have vows. You know, there were so many things that happened to me after my stroke and I was treated poorly to the point where I actually got in a car and I wasn't supposed to drive and I got out of it. I left because I was treated bad, poorly. And there was a lot of alcohol going, drink a lot of alcohol and a lot of, you know, anger. And just, I just had to leave because I always knew I couldn't do better by myself. And I didn't deserve to be treated that way. So I left and I never turned back and I've been here on my own taking care of myself like I knew I could and my life is getting better and I'm still doing things to get better with my rehab. I still have things, little setbacks where I forget things like the other day I went to an appointment that did not exist because it's next week and it wasn't last week but hey. It's just part of the learning process. So just things like that, and um, but I'm doing better. And I I submitted my paperwork on my own. I felt that everything on my own. You know, I didn't have any help, and I'm proud of that because when you have a stroke, it affects your thought process, and it's hard to you know decipher things and figure out things that you're reading and learning but I really did a good job and I was able to complete my paperwork so now it's just waiting for what the judge has to say and I guess I think I left this out um yeah I would not be with this woman not only because I'm married but my ex is white the one I was with before was white and there's no way I'm going to be with another woman who is white and not because I have anything against white women but it's because I want to be with someone more like me someone who I have more in common with And um, I don't hate anyone for their skin color. I just want to be with someone who I have more in common with. So I don't intend to make that mistake. So for her to think I was with this woman, um, it's just totally false. False. And there's no way I would do that again. I don't have any intentions to be with someone who is completely the opposite And I don't have any intention to be with anyone until my divorce is final. And I don't even know who I'm going to be with because I'm still trying to figure that part of my life. I don't know if God wants me to be with a woman, but I know whomever he wants me to be with, it can't be with a man because I'll never feel comfortable with a man. So it If it's by myself, then I'll just be by myself. And um, now I'm just waiting. I'm gonna wait for the paperwork to get submitted and just wait for the results. So as far as today goes, my stepdaughter can come here whenever she wants, but I'll never speak to anyone else again. Um, I'll never speak to her again The only time we will speak speak is in court, and I'm actually done with the boys because they made it clear that they want nothing to do with me because I'm the strict parent, and and they know the life that they're living now would never be allowed if I was there. Even when I was there, there was one time when the oldest son asked me. So he bring his girlfriend to the house and and this is when I was recovering from my stroke and I said yes but she cannot go in your room and he got so mad at me and said some really mean things but it's not that I was trying to control his life is that I don't want you to get someone pregnant so I'm actually saving you I'm not hurting you But they don't see it that way. So um, it's okay. Um, My life is so much better now. And today's the day is when I'm finally free. And today's the day where I submitted my paperwork. And now my life begins. And once this divorce is final, every photo that I have saved, every memory is all gonna be deleted because I'm living a new life now and my old life is gone in more ways than one. So I look forward to my future. I look forward to going back east and being closer to my family and I look forward to leaving this all behind because it's been very hurtful and I'm happy that it's coming to an end. And I'll be very happy when it's finally over. So if you want listen to this to the end, I appreciate it. It's my life. And I look forward to the next chapter. And I'm happy. And I'm content. And I'm just going to let everything go. I'm free of it all. And I turned 52. Mm -hmm. And I'm happy. My birthday was a day after Christmas, and I had a really nice birthday. And my new year was really nice. I spent my new year on a Zoom call with my family. So that was fun. It was nice to see them again. And we just danced the way we used to every year during the holidays. So I hope everyone is having a blessed year. Um, We got the uh, inauguration coming up soon. And um, I can't wait for that because it may not be a peaceful transfer of power, but it's a transfer. So um, be blessed and um, just pray for this country and pray for each other. And um, God is so good and he's just good to me. And I love him so much and I thank him for saving me and I thank him for changing my life and I can't wait for the next chapter to begin. So we're almost there. We are almost there. I just received a notification that my divorce paperwork has been received. And now they just have to make sure that I signed in all the right places, which I definitely did, and it will be submitted to the courts. And so it's very, I'm very happy that this is going to be done. And It's been a lot. I mean, it's been a lot since the beginning of my stroke. You know, I remember um, I thought I wasn't going to be able to get out of rehab because there was threats of not being my caretaker. I remember um, being left on the stairs. Oh, that's Armani crying in the background. Don't cry, baby, it's all good. I remember being left on the stairs by my entire family. Well, my my daughter wasn't there, so the boys and her, they didn't want to help me to get up the stairs. I remember um, being made to go home by myself, you know, with a cane because there was a fight about money. But they made me go home by myself. And while they sat and gave $200 in tip money, you know, to the wait staff, I remember my daughter taking me to the bank to two banks at midnight in the streets of downtown Sacramento because they didn't wanna make a transfer of funds to prevent me from um, having a check bounce. Now I remember um, um, the lies, I remember the deceit, I remember just being left behind and now it's all finally going to end And I'm happy that it is because now my life can move on. I won't have to deal with the threats of being ruined financially. I won't have to deal with the threats of the little I have being taken away from me. And I won't have to deal with the infidelity because it's almost over. And I can move on with my life. So I'm very happy and my plan is to go back east, back home with my family and be with them. So today's a happy day. I plan on writing my book to describe what I've been through in more detail because it's been a lot. And seeing that message is like most of the weight being lifted off of my shoulders and now I can... Move on from this terrible ordeal, and people may listen to my cop, my podcast and and think that I'm trying to get revenge. I'm just telling my story, and it's my story to tell. So, I mean, I didn't I didn't make people do these things to me. It was done to me, and um, I didn't ask to be treated this way. I was treated this way. So, um, God is so good, and I'm thankful to Him because, you know, He gave me a new lease on life, and um, all I need is Him. I don't need anybody else. Like I said, I'm not looking for anyone. I don't want to be with anyone. The only people I want to be with is my family, and for those friends who love me. So I look forward to going back east, and I look forward to, you know, this, coming to an end and I expect that there's going to be some pushback because the stuff I have in my divorce may not be agreed to but you know it would be dumb because you know they just got a promotion and which means a raise so if you if you contest it then you're running the risk of you know me getting even more And like I said before, it's God's decision on what I get, and whatever he decides, I'm gonna accept it, I'm gonna move on with my life. So, um, you know, I had to feel, I felt some type of way when this all happened, the promotion, because I felt like, you know, good things was happening to bad people, and I'm a good person, and other things were happening to me. I also just found out that my case, as far as negligence, Um, 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 on the part of Kaiser, is not founded. So I can't pursue that case. Um, They didn't see anything wrong with how they treated me. There was risk in my surgery, and I knew the risk. And the thing I get is comfort in knowing that they did everything they could, and they saved my life, and it wasn't their fault. So I found comfort in that, but that's over and um, I'm done with that. And I thought it was gonna turn out differently, and, um, but it didn't. So um, I'm okay with that. I'm just happy that it's finally over. And um, I don't have to focus on that. The only thing I need to focus on is getting better. And I also found out that I have to do physical therapy anymore, because they said everything that I'm doing here is helping and I don't need to go to them anymore. I don't need to go to speech therapy anymore because what I'm doing at home is helping me. So those are some really good things that has happened. And, um, I look forward to getting my divorce settled because there's more to this story and more, which I won't reveal on this podcast. You know, there's more that will be revealed to a judge if it comes to that, you know, if the divorce is contested and, um, I just look forward for it to be over. I look forward to my recovery. And I look forward to seeing my family again. And I look forward for this coronavirus to be done. And I look forward to someday getting the vaccine. I'm waiting for that off also. So the next time I come is when my paperwork is finalized or if I find out that it's going to be contested. So everyone have a blessed day. And thank you for listening. So I was just sitting here thinking about my pending divorce, Um, I'm still waiting for the paperwork to get sent to the courts, so that's where I am now. So I was just thinking about how that relationship started, and how we live in vicious cycles, and how we don't move forward with our lives because we keep making the same mistakes, and That relationship ended after 12 years um, very abruptly um, with um, infidelity, you know, people moving on with other people and not ending what they have. So this is how I ended my relationship prior to the person I'm separated from. I actually was in two relationships and I I dropped both of them. One I was already cheating on, so that was over, and they knew it, and the other had already cheated on me, and I cheated back, so that was over, and we knew it. But I left those relationships um, very abruptly and without explanation, and I just disappeared because I left everything to be with my soon to be ex-wife. I left my career that I was doing great in. I was um, next in line to promote to captain, actually to lieutenant. I was, I promoted to sergeant, and I was number one out of everyone who was promoting with me. I tested the highest. So I was very well known and appreciated in the profession I was in. And I just dropped it all and went didn't even give two weeks' notice, so I was not rehireable, and I left. So the same thing has happened to me with my soon-to-be ex-wife. And I'm sitting here thinking that I'm not surprised this has happened to me because I've done this to other people, and I'm sure she's she's done it to her ex-husband. She did it to me. She She's actually started a full-blown relationship. And I'm sure it's the same old thing because people don't change. The same thing that we did, meet at hotels, because we didn't want the kids to know. So everything was in secret. And I'm sure the same thing is going on because they don't know how to do anything different. And the same way they started the relationship with me is the same way they're starting their new relationship. So I'm sitting here thinking that I actually deserved it. Because, you know, if that's how you start, more than likely that's how it's going to end. Which is very true. And I'm a true testament to that. So um, I was thinking about it. And I was like the one person who um, I didn't think I hurt because they were cheating on me too. I ended up having a conversation with. And they told me very bluntly that that was very hurtful how I left them. So I had to apologize for that. And any other one just will not talk to me at all. So I don't know if I'm ever going to have a conversation. But I was taking care of her and let her have access to my bank account while she was going through nursing school. And I was paying for nursing school for her. I was trying to make up for the hurt that I had caused. And that was my way of doing it. So um, I just know that Just be careful how you start relationships because more than likely, that's how they're going to end. And now the next relationship will not come until I'm divorced. It will not be that way. I'm not going to go against my vows, although they already have and we are separated. It still means something to me that I took a vow to God and I don't want to break that. So he knows what he has in store for me. So I'm just going to wait and be patient. I was also thinking about um, tattoos. Because in that one relationship where I was paying for the person to go to nursing school, I had a very small tattoo on my back of their name, Tiny, Tiny. And they had got this big old thug life tattoo of my name, same place, huge. I don't even remember being there for that. I think they just came home, and there it was. So that's pretty sad. And the name I had on my lower back, I got covered because my soon-to-be ex-wife was like, that name is not staying there. I'm not going to see that. So went to the tattoo shop, and I got it covered. I had this koi fish on the back, and they're huge. And the guy was like, I was wondering, I was like, why are you putting in such a huge tattoo to cover something so small? He was like, he just misjudged it. And he was trying to say, well, this is like, this is a $700 tattoo, not a $300 tattoo. I was like, well, I'm paying you $300 because that's what we agreed upon. And now I now have these koi fish on my back to cover up this tiny, tiny name. So I don't think the person who has the Thug Life tattoo on their back removed that which is, oh, man, that stinks. And then as I was getting mine covered, my soon-to-be ex was getting my name on her foot, and it starts from where your toes begin up to the top of your foot. Very painful tattoo, and the colors are going to be impossible to cover up, so that's going to require some laser surgery removal to get it off. Well, I mean, in all this, in 12 years, I kept saying, I'll get your name. I'll get your name. We're going to do it here. I want to do it here. Like, pick out places. (laughs) But thank you, Jesus, that I never got that tattoo. Because, number one, when I got my tattoo covered, I was like, I'm not going to add one person's name and cover up another. So I was like, we'll do it later. And then I just kept pushing it back and pushing it back. And thank you, thank you, thank you. I never did it. So the moral of the story is, is do not go into full circles and keep repeating the bad and the hurt that you did in the past because all you have coming to you is bad and hurt and never get a tattoo of anyone's name. The only tattoo that should be your kids and Jesus and that's it because they are never going away. But if people don't do it and I'm just extremely happy. That I did not do it. And I don't have to go through any painful, anything painful to get anything removed. So just listen. And God is so good. And I'll let you know what's going to happen when I finally get this divorce finalized. Because I'm very, very anxious to get it done. I want to be free. I want to leave California and figure out what I'm going to do. So you guys have a blessed day. And happy Sunday. And be safe out there. Double up on the mask like I'm doing. And have a blessed day.